What's love got to do, got to do with it? Oh, hey there. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that, frankly, makes a lot of people cringe. So buckle up, because I'm going to talk about bum, 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 self-love. Yes, I said it, and I'm going to say it more than once during this episode. And if you're already cringing, then this episode is especially important for you. Hey there, I'm Anna Holtzman, and this is From Chronic Pain to Passion. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and coach who helps passionate creatives like you learn how to heal from chronic pain and other symptoms so you can reclaim your energy and live the creative life of your dreams. In my past life, I was a disillusioned video editor working in reality TV and struggling with chronic migraine for over 10 years. But after I discovered the mind-body methods that I'll share with you on this podcast, I recovered from the chronic cycle and got back my creative spark. And I want that for you too. So let's get into it. Let's talk about self-love and chronic pain. And I know the phrase self-love might feel uncomfortable to you, so please stay with me because I promise you, this stuff is important. Do you know who gets inside your head more than anyone else? The answer is you. Your relationship with yourself is the most impactful relationship that you will ever have. After all, The cumulative time that you spend with yourself outweighs any other relationship by a long shot. And think of the way that your other relationships affect you. For example, how does it affect your well-being when you're in a relationship with a person who treats you with kindness and love? How does it affect your physical and emotional health? And now ask yourself, How does it affect your physical and emotional health when you're in a relationship with someone who routinely cuts you down, bullies you, belittles you, and criticizes you? Now that you have your answers to those questions about how your relationships with other people impact your health, multiply that impact by about a bajillion, and you'll have some sense of the degree to which your own self-talk has an impact on your physical and emotional well-being. And I'm going to repeat a question that I asked in last week's episode. Have you ever seen how a dog's body cowers when somebody yells at them? Well, ask yourself, How many times a day are you yelling at yourself in your head, and what impact is it having on your body? The way we talk to ourselves affects our stress levels, and stress makes the nervous system feel unsafe, which can trigger symptoms like pain. For a deeper dive into how this works, you can go back to episode two on the mind-body connection. Unfortunately, negative self-talk is a widespread habit that gets ingrained in us by cultural patterns that are designed 
to train us into obeying authority rather than loving ourselves. But just as those cultural patterns have trained our brains through authority and repetition, 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 you can decide to become your own authority and retrain your brain into loving self-talk through the same pattern of consistent repetition. And if the concept of self-love makes you cringe, consider that that's a socially conditioned response. We are all born innately loving ourselves, but we are socially taught to view self-love in a negative light. And you might want to ask yourself, when and how did I learn to cringe at the idea of loving myself? And what type of social system is that attitude about self-love designed to uphold? Because the fact is that self-love is empowering. It protects us from being manipulated and controlled. And when we're trained to view self-love negatively, that training makes us easier to manipulate and control which is convenient to any system that's built on a hierarchy of human worth, like, let's say, capitalism, patriarchy, white supremacy, etc. So that's my soapbox rant about the cultural dynamics at play behind our tendency to cringe when we think about being kind to ourselves. But getting back to where we started, Cultivating self-love and compassionate self-talk are absolutely key to healing from chronic pain and other stress-related symptoms. So if you're interested in learning how to recultivate self-love, here's a two-part journaling exercise that you could try out. Part one, with pen and paper, write down these words. I love and accept myself. Then, after you've written them down, notice how you feel about those words. And whatever you feel, write about it. Honestly. Part two. Now, project yourself five years into the future. And from the mind of your future self, with a pen and paper, complete this sentence. Ever since I embraced self-acceptance truly and deeply, this is what life's been like. Complete that sentence and just see what flows onto the page. You'll find both of these writing prompts written out in the show notes, And if you try them out, I would love to hear from you about what it was like. So leave me a comment and let me know. I'm sending all the compassion and encouragement your way. Talk to you soon. Hey friends, it's Anna. Let me ask you something. If you're struggling with chronic symptoms, have you ever felt like pulling your hair out and screaming, why the bleep am I still in pain? 
That's definitely what I was asking earlier on in my recovery. So I can totally empathize and I would love to help you get some clarity. So I've created a quiz just for you that's called Why the Bleep Am I Still in Pain? And yes, you can take this quiz even if your symptoms are not pain specifically. Just head to my website, annaholtzman.com, and you'll see a big old button there that says take the quiz. So why don't you head there right now before you forget? And if you found this episode helpful, please go rate and review the podcast. That helps other people who are struggling with chronic symptoms too to find the podcast, and I would appreciate it enormously. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take good care.